0: Well, hello, welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast or welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. If this is your first episode, my name is Kate Noel and I am a recovery coach. And also I do some modeling and some other random bits over on Instagram and now TikTok. Yes, that's right. I'm on TikTok now. Um, I'm really trying to post every day on TikTok and it's very fun. So give me a follow. I'll leave everything linked in the show notes if you'd like. Look at me. I'm already plugging myself and I haven't even gotten into the episode. That's how it is. (laughs) Um, So today I'm going to do a solo episode and this concept, this idea has been floating around in my brain and my phone notes for a while. It's something I talk to my clients, some of my clients about those who struggle with this. It's something that I've implemented in my own life as well. But it's a little bit of an abstract concept and I've been struggling to figure out how to really say this and and put this into words that make sense through a podcast. But I decided that I don't know how possible it is to make this absolutely perfect, I want to say, even though perfect is kind of impossible. But I, I'm just going to record, and I just wrote some basic notes. So I really hope this podcast makes sense, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't. <laughs> There's not much else to say. But I am excited to talk about intentional grocery shopping. What I mean by this is, uh, okay, let's actually back up to the grocery store, right? So if you are in recovery or you're just on a healing journey, or you're just struggling with food and body challenges, the grocery store is intimidating. It's maybe anxiety provoking, maybe it's overwhelming. There might be feelings of confusion, and it's really difficult to shop for yourself and then cook for yourself and eat for yourself. And it's really, I think, rampant today to feel judged judgment on what you buy, self-judgment, judgment from others. And I personally used to struggle with feeling really confused and guilty at times when I would purchase food at grocery stores. So for me, I typically tried to find, well, depending on the time of my eating disorder and what was going on, you know, sometimes I would try and find the lowest calorie option or later on in my journey when I was struggling with trying to eat perfectly and cleanly I would thoroughly examine the ingredient list or the label and find whatever is quote cleanest and I would do it to the point where I just didn't allow any unclean or whatever that means right <laughs> ingredients in in it so I purchased foods with the intention of wanting to maybe what I thought was the healthier option, my eating sorter convincing me that it was the healthier option, whether it was the low calorie, the low fat, whether it was the diet culture labels or whether it was uh, the cleanest ingredients, whatever it may be. But in reality, I was actually choosing foods in a way that gave me a sense of quote unquote control and maybe even superiority by always choosing the option that actually like facilitated My eating disorder behaviors. So in my journey, especially with grocery shopping, my intentions were not authentic to what I really cared about, what my values really were when it came to grocery shopping. And I know that sounds silly. Like, what do you mean your values didn't align with what you truly believe at the grocery store? But that's really how deep my eating disorder was. And I even was showing up grocery shopping inauthentically and I I know that sounds wild, but that is something that re- this concept that I'm going to explain really changed my life. Because um, in reality, I do value intentional grocery shopping, and I care about where my food c- comes from. I care about how it impacts our environment. It's not the most important thing to me at the moment, and it's never been the most important thing to me. I still purchase conventional foods, non-organic foods. I shop at big supermarkets that use a lot of plastic. I, I am buy stuff that is not sustainable. I buy stuff that's microwavable. I buy frozen stuff. Like I still, I still purchase what is convenient and affordable and aligns with me, but I do care about how my, how my consumerism specifically, food cons- consumption does impact those around me. And I think it's more of like an energetic care, right? Like I care about the energy that went into the food that I'm purchasing. And this was a big shift from, like I mentioned before, when I was in my eating disorder, I didn't think about how my food got to the grocery store. I didn't think about What went behind the scenes in making the food? I didn't think about the intentions of the food. I didn't think about, um, you know, if it was like a Weight Watchers endorsed food, like I bought it because I believed that I should uh, be, you know, I'm not good enough to buy the regular cookies. I have to buy the 100 calorie packs of cookies, so on and so forth. And I was buying into other people's intentions of what they thought. Or they wanted me to believe that's what diet culture really is. It's people telling you you're not good enough. And then you purchasing there, you you're metabolizing their own guilt and shame that is not yours. You're making it your own and you're, they're profiting off of that diet culture is profiting off of that. So I, this is an episode on reframing intention behind grocery shopping and just consuming food. And in my journey, this is a personal part of my journey. I don't think this is for everyone suffering with an eating disorder or in a journey, but in my journey and in some of my clients journeys, a healthier alternative, a reframe, so to speak, if you do care about where you put your money is as a consumer, um, is Intentional grocery shopping that aligns with your values instead of reading nutrition labels obsessively or being black and white about what to buy. I think another part of this episode that I really want to discuss, and I think I just really want to say this, honestly, nothing really to discuss, but I think that in classic eating disorder recovery, there is a lack of gray area when it comes to healthy eating. Like I went from one extreme to the other in terms of I went from eating everything as minimal and quote clean as possible and whatever it was to eating not so nutrient dense foods, a lot of snack foods and processed foods. And those aren't, that's not innately bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, I think that there is other ways to, consider how you can be intentional with grocery shopping. For a lot of people and I think I do believe that for my own recovery going to the extreme was necessary and it helped me and allowed me to break the cycle of mental restriction and that is so so important. But there is there was and is a point in everyone's journey where they can choose to honor Um, And they can choose to have a voice and feel empowered in the grocery store in terms of gentle nutrition and more nutrient-dense options. So, um, by the way, if this podcast is triggering so far this episode, please come back at a future time um, because I don't want to harm anyone or trigger anyone. And it might not be supportive for you if you are really questioning and in doubt on already on what you're doing in the grocery store or what you're buying or eating. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about some things that I think can be healthy reframes, as long as you have the right mindset, at the grocery store. One really, I think, common, beautiful intention at the grocery store that. Can empower people is organic versus non-organic so neither one of them are right or wrong there's pros and cons to using pesticides Um, some of the pros are that farmers are more easily able to make beautiful juicy big produce that we all love and it's also more affordable to buy just because farmers are able to sell their produce cheaper because they can grow it a lot easier and some of the cons, there's more pros. Some of the cons are that there's soil depletion sometimes, um, loss of nutrients to the actual food at times. There's health risks to farmers who are highly exposed. Um, And the thing about buying organic is that it's expensive, right? It's really expensive. So it's not always accessible to people. I'm very privileged to be able to even have the access to buy organic. So it's not always accessible to people. And that's a very, very valid reason to not buy it. And there's not, there, the dose makes the poison, so to speak. So you aren't going to deteriorate your own health by not buying organic. This is more, like I said, not supposed to be a guilt trip thing, but if it empowers you to support organic farmers who work you know, mostly with natural elements or just if you care about the environment, that's something you can do. But you can also support farmers by buying organic, non-organic, I mean, by buying conventional because, you know, those farmers have an easier time selling their produce and making. So it, either way is not good or bad, but that's something where you can feel empowered and make decisions. And I think it's cool because something I like to do that you don't have to do, but something I like to do with organic versus non-organic is kind of buy um, organic produce sparingly but I do try and buy some every time I go just because I feel like it's nice to buy whatever is in season organic something that you can do is actually google the produce that is more I don't know the experts say is better to buy organic versus ones that you can buy conventional that might not have as much of an impact on the way how much pesticides are actually in the fruit vegetable or so on and so forth. So if you feel empowered, that's something that you can do. And that's like a way that you can feel empowered in the grocery store. Another way is pasture raised. Another word I'm thinking of is free range, but so pasture raised is actually not regulated and free range is regulated. And both of them are supportive for different reasons. Pasture raised, I think is getting a lot of kind of like praise right now, because seemingly it's better than free range. I think when something is pasture raised, like a chicken or a cattle, they have a lot more room to walk around. But, you know, either one, like let's say you're buying eggs, that's really where you see these words mostly. Either way, it's a beautiful way to feel empowered. Like I mentioned, if you do at the grocery store and you have the funds and accessibility to buy those types of eggs or whatever it may be, or chickens, cattle, and stuff like that. So that's an option for you if that feels good for you. And you can look up more on what pasture-raised means versus free-range. Like I said, they're pretty different. Another one is antibiotics use in animal foods. So if something is antibiotic-free, that means they the animals have not been fed antibiotics, and antibiotics are used to increase animals' growth so that they weigh more before they're sold. Um, and that definitely has some drawbacks, like having antibiotic use in cattle feed and so on and so forth. It's can cause resistant bacteria and it can be a threat to public health. Again, it's not something that you should feel bad for by purchasing traditional or I guess not traditional, but purchasing any sort of meat or anything that has used antibiotics, I surely do. I love me some Trader Joe's chicken sausages, and I just don't think any intentional words are on that packaging at all. And um, so, yeah, I totally do, and it's definitely fine, but it is something where if that feels good for you to look out for antibiotic-free that's amazing and that's something that you can intentionally do another one is grass finished and grass fed so this is kind of being thrown around a little bit now it's a little popular i think but grass finished cattle and chickens they can create grass fed and finished butter milk cream you know ice cream yogurt etc and grass fed means they were fed grass which is the natural diet of cattle and a lot of other um, livestock and grass finished And with grass fed, they they had they have to have been able to eat grass for a certain amount of time. Whereas grass finished means they have eaten only grass their entire life. So grass fed animals can still be fed corn and soy and grains so the reason why that is kind of a i don't know popular thing right now is that animals like cows are naturally just eating grass out in the wild and it's more of their natural diet so that's something that is really cool i like to try and buy some grass-fed like i said it's a lot more expensive and all of these things are going to be more expensive than just buying traditional or conventional, you know, nothing really spe- special, just some good old beef that you see at the supermarket. Um you definitely, if it's grass fed and grass or grass finished, you will definitely know based on the price and the packaging, because it'll probably say it huge, because it's a big buzzword. But it is a really beautiful, intentional way to um, I don't know, have some energy Putting your money and your energy where something you know really matters to you—if it does matter to you—I like to buy grass-fed butter and grass-fed ice cream. I also like to try and buy grass-fed milk if I can. There's some grass-fed milk at Trader Joe's that's pretty affordable. Thanks, Trader Joe's, but not always. I don't always get around to it. It's no big deal if not. Especially like if you know, I'm I'm assuming some of you that are, are listening are in college or just. It might not even this might not even matter to you. And that's okay. I honestly I know I keep saying that, but if this doesn't matter to you right now, you are not a bad person. You have so many other values that are amazing and beautiful. The only reason I'm doing this is because I think it could be a kind of beautiful reframe and a little bit of a gray area and where people can just feel feel more inspired at the grocery store and not like they have to do this or they have to do that. But this is empowerment empowerment episode over here okay another thing that you could care about is diversity in your in your diet so eating a variety of all macronutrients and various types of macronutrients and micronutrients and when we broaden the range of available nutrients for ourselves we give our bodies the best chance to thrive so that can look like buying different fruits and vegetables switching them up as you go to the grocery store buying different types of grains like rice versus quinoa versus couscous versus wheat bread versus sourdough. Um, Sometimes eating the same foods is convenient and over fixating on broadening variety can be really stressful. So in that case, I would advocate for actually choosing to honor convenience and like lessening your stress as opposed to focusing on diversity. But like you can switch it up, you know, if you are feeling inspired and you're feeling like you just, are bored of your recipes, like buy something new, try something new. And I guarantee this is where Google comes into hand. Like you can Google simple recipe for, and then just like insert something new that you buy. I like to add like one or two different things at the grocery store and like switch out. Like if I have a certain bread, actually really make my own bread, but if I have, I don't know, a certain hummus, maybe the next week I'll try a different hummus. Or if I want to try a different, you know, grain that week, I will do that too. So that's something that you can try if it's, if you're feeling called. Another thing is seasonal eating. So eating seasonally means eating plants and grains and produce that's actually like in harmony with your environment and location. So typically seasonal fruits and veggies are cheaper and they're more abundant in grocery stores. Like they're in the middle aisles or they're just, there's a lot of them. Like I think, you know, we all know when there's like, citrus in season it's just like everywhere you look there's just tons of citrus um you can google based on the time of year and your location and usually you can come up with some pretty good options that are seasonal um and yeah like seasonal is amazing because that is the most nutrient dense and fresh tasting produce so it's it's a beautiful thing to try and buy seasonal it's also like i said usually cheaper um but not absolutely necessary like i mean i grew up in the midwest and i would eat avocados like avocados from mexico you know so i would be in indiana eating a mexican avocado and that's like that took so long to get to my grocery store and that was okay you know i was still having amazing nutrition from the avocado and it was okay that it wasn't necessarily like seasonal But it's something that you can dabble in if if it calls to you. The last thing is sourcing. So if you really care about supporting local farmers, uh, or if you just really care about where your food is coming from, you can shop farmers markets. You can also subscribe to something called a CSA box, which is where you get a subscription to actually like a local farm they will deliver or you pick up a box of seasonal produce every single week or sometimes it's every single month depending on the subscription and you can just google csa boxes near me if that is something that appeals to you or you can go to the farmers market talk to farmers get to know your local crew (laughs) And that's always really fun and a really good experience as well. Or you can just support local restaurants and other food businesses that are local to you. Those are just some ideas on things I've tried. Not all of them. I don't do all of them. But things I've tried in different times of my life to to reclaim grocery shopping. To get myself to feel empowered. To feel like an empowered consumer. Let's say all of that stuff is overwhelming or you don't care about it, or maybe you do care about it, but it just feels overwhelming. That's okay. If your intention behind grocery shopping is, my intention is to care about my recovery. That is a beautiful intention. That is amazing. So this is only for those people who maybe feel like they are stuck in one polarity or the other And they just want to feel empowered, and those are just some energetic ways that you can commonly put your money into an intentional way. And like I said, if you just care about your recovery, or if convenience is a value to you right now, that is absolutely amazing. If affordability is a value to you, absolutely amazing. Those are just some things that you could try if you feel inspired at the grocery store. Another aspect of this episode this was originally going to be a different episode <laughs> entirely, but are some just grocery store tips I thought I'd mention while I'm here. So my number one tip is to plan. So this is so important because you gotta especially in recovery, you gotta plan plan this event out. It's a big deal to go grocery shopping, like I said, it's overwhelming. It's hard to know how to feed yourself, even in a quote like normal or intuitive eater. It's difficult. You know, sometimes there's so grocery stores can be huge nowadays. So who are you going to go with? Are you going to go alone? Make a list. Um, go on a day that you're relaxed and you don't have a ton of to do, maybe over the weekend. Um, and really just plan out budget. What do I need? So budget, make a list have someone to go with if that's supportive to you, a friend, a parent, um, any anyone who could be there for you, a friend, wait, I already said a friend, a sister, brother, <laughs> I don't know, anyone, um, if that's something that you want to do, roommates. Another thing is to kind of have a time limit for yourself. I think this is good if you give yourself like, 45 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour. I don't know, however long it realistically takes you, depending on if you're shopping for other people. And try and be quick and efficient if you can, um, just because I think if you over fixate on, there's a lot of options at a lot of stores. So try and just get something that you like. You can have a quick glance and try not to overthink and and sit there and, and dwell, I'd say. Um, another one... Tip I have is you can shop at smaller stores with less options just to be less overwhelmed and have less options like I love Trader Joe's I know I keep talking shout out to Trader Joe's though they have kind of like one option for everything <laughs> so you know you can't they don't have different brands I guess um so that's kind of nice You could shop online so you can Instacart or do some online grocery shopping there's like Thrive Market there's some other ones I'm missing you could also subscribe to like Imperfect Produce, and there's other meal kit services you could do as well if that's something you're interested in. Uh, another one I have is like listening to music or a podcast while you go. If you're especially alone, that could be nice. Um, and just, just grounding yourself before you go and after you go, taking some deep breaths while you're in your car. Um, and just before you go in and just trying to be, like I said, uh trying to be open to this experience and knowing your triggers, knowing your limits is really important as well. So I hope that you found this episode helpful or inspiring. Essentially, every single thing in the grocery store has, is there for a reason. And when I was stuck in my eating disorder, I didn't see that and I didn't care about what was behind those items in the grocery store and now I do. And I think that it's a really nice thing and a nice way to reclaim my experience at the grocery store. So yeah, let me know if you found this episode helpful, weird, hopefully it wasn't too much. Um, But I really just want to congratulate you on pursuing recovery and pursuing healing. And just by listening to this podcast, you are choosing to honor yourself and heal. And that's really cool. So whatever you get out of this episode, just know that you already obviously have intentions that are amazing and that's enough. So thanks again for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.